two spoons is too two spoons players is too many spoons players for a skiffle band. Internet and welcome to the A to Z Horror Cast. This is the Great of the Title Podcast brought to you by us over at A2Z-Horror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. I thought I'd seen everything, but this is a flaming nut house, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who looks so Miz. It's Mark. Hello, gentlemen. Miz. <laughs> For those of you familiar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week we watched 1965's Repulsion, which was a Jake pick. It was a Mark pick. Mark pick. Mark pick, which was a Mark pick. That's what I said. Um, It's what I meant anyway. And we will dive into Repulsion real soon. And when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it. But it came out like 15 years ago, so shut up about that. Uh, 15? What's that? 15? 50. I heard You definitely said 15. Ah, unclear. You're like one of those Scottish people. But what will I have said in post, Mark? That's a valid point. Yeah, you'll just <laughs> you'll nip off that N on the end there. Exactly. Yep. Uh, and hey, if you like what we do and want to support the podcast, you can head on over to patreon.com slash A to Z horror. That's A-T-O-Z horror. Support the show at your level of choosing. Uh, get some cool perks for your troubles, like uh, all tiers. Get to vote on who loses beers for fears every week and what movie the loser has to watch as penance. And uh, what one of the tiers gets like a special bonus cast that comes out occasionally. <laughs> that is what happens. <laughs> um, so, yeah, hey, but if you can't swing that now or just don't want to, no worries. We appreciate you being here and hanging out with us while we talk about repulsion. But for now, we better do the getting drunk part. So let's score. Let's do beers for fears. Hey, Mark. Hello. As I've famously always known, you picked this movie. Mm-hmm. So what beers uh, did you pick for the fears repulsion? I have two. So first off, uh, they're both actually Salt Lake City breweries. So um, I am drinking Shots. a Golden Halo by Red Rock. Now, the name of this one is not necessarily important. The important part is the style. This is a Belgian blonde ale. Uh, pretty self-explanatory. Main character, sure. Belgian blonde. Is she Belgian? Yeah. Yeah. Very okay. clearly. She's from Brussels. Wow. Did you watch this movie? Today? I had a hard time paying attention. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. we'll, here we we'll go. We'll talk about how hard it was to pay attention to this movie later. Uh, the second one, I'm drinking a Check Your Head Czech-style Pilsner. Uh, the Belgian blonde in this movie should probably check her head because she is losing her goddamn mind. She sure is. Yeah, she sure is. Those are my two. Fair enough. Jake, how about you? What you got? I went with one. I'm okay. trying. I'm trying when I can to get more on the one beer track yeah. again. Right. Smart. Uh, Smart. Uh, Mark's right on it with the Belgian thing. Except he got a Salt Lake City doing a Belgian style. I got a Belgian beer. Oh fuck! I you. got. I've never had this particular delirium. Delirium. So it's delirium red. tremens, but oh, but a delirium. It's red, delirium I'm red. Seeing. So they brewed this with cherry and elderberry. Sounds mm. a little weird. We'll see how it goes. But I've liked all the delirium styles that i've tried some knock you on your ass this one i don't think is much different eight percent and it's a bomber so we'll see how it goes i'll tell you what jake the last time i had delirium trebins was about 1 30 a.m at, <laughs> at a local watering hole and uh you know. that night got away from me. uh they do <laughs> they they really do anyway with the red on this one i mean belgian obvious but uh delirium as well i mean there's this gets pretty darn hazy it's a psychological one we'll get into that in our award-winning segment soon and then red really you know anger murder blood there's there's all of that in this movie so felt like a good fit 
Fair enough, buddy. Fair enough. Uh, I went similar to you. I went the singlet. I got a single uh, giant can here. I don't know. Was this an 18-ounce can? A pint? I don't know what these breweries do anymore. Can. It's very skinny and tall. It's very phallic. Yeah, it's a weird can. It's I'm not drinking a an arrogant bastard ale uh, nice. from the Rogue Brewing Company. Um, the what? The Rogue Brewing Company. Is it not from Rogue? Is no. it from Stone? Oh. Fuck, from st- the Stone the Brewing stone? Company. I was yeah. actually trying to make the a joke. About- I didn't even hear what you said. I just got the brewery all oh the way wrong. fucking Christ. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good start. The Rogue. Um, for two reasons. One, Roman Polanski is an arrogant bastard. Um, he's both arrogant <laughs> yes. and a bastard. This- I like how you're going after the director. It's oh, fa- yeah. It's fair. Hard. It's fair. Yeah. It's fair. This movie is full of arrogant bastards. Almost every male character in this is an arrogant bastard. Lastly, it says on the side here, drink fresh numbskull. And Roman Polanski is famously a guy who tells people how they have to enjoy his movies or they're wrong huh. uh, to do it. So, so it's checking a few boxes here. Most all of them about Roman Polanski and or the male characters in the movie. It was funny. As I started to watch this, I was like, why are we watching a Roman Polanski movie? I was like, oh, we already have. Yeah, Rosemary's Baby, man. <laughs> but at least that one's good. Whatever. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't really give it all away up front, buddy. Don't give it all away. <laughs> all right. But, hey, ordinarily on the podcast, this is where we talk about what else has been rocking our horror worlds, including paying up on Lost Beer for fears but as we release this it's going to be pretty close to the first of the month that month being february of 2020 and so that means it's time for us to talk about the horror release roundup or hrr now over at the website adchorror.com with a hyphen that time uh you can (laughs) check out the full list of movies we're able to find coming out in february of 2020 we'll throw you a link to the trailers and our thoughts about each of them but here on the podcast we're just gonna hit you with a top one a bottom one and a dark horse pick and maybe we'll talk about a couple others too because there aren't very many mark yes kick us off in the middle what is your dark horse pick for february of 2020 I love it when we start with the middle i am gonna go with after midnight aka something else now, I saw that you had put that in the sh- in the notes. Is that act is that just you couldn't figure out what the other title is or is the other title literally something else? That was me. Um and it it went from that working title to After Midnight. But I think that it's going to be the sort of movie given how indie it is that you might be able to find it through both. But either we'll way, see. the title is literally in the some title, capacity something else. The title, okay. There was a point in time where the working title was something else. Right, that the title was your something editorialization. Else. Hell no, that okay. was the title. Okay. It is now After Midnight. Just look up After Midnight and forget all of this weird shit. It's After Midnight. That's the name of the movie. Go. Right. Mark, is this the Elijah Wood one? No. Oh, damn it. God damn, damn it. it. Let's come to daddy. Uh, this oh. is the Jeremy Gardner directed and written one uh, that seems like it might be about a werewolf. Like me, I, I actually, frankly, oh, I have yeah. no clue what this one is about. That's the but it looks that I get. captivating as fuck. <laughs> There's, there is also a scene in there where his like hands and fingernails extend, if only very briefly. You do see that scene in the trailer. Could I actually didn't notice that. So. Thanks. That's a spoiler. Spoiler tag that Could one. Could be a dream. <laughs> Mark? What? It could be a dream. I've spoiled you on something you should have watched, but weren't paying enough attention to see. Yes. You have no yeah, right, sir. Exactly. How dare you? you? No uh, right. Look, I, I don't really have anything. This is truly a dark horse. I don't think the trailer really gives you all that much, aside from the dude who's like lonely and pointing a gun at a door that has a gunshot hole in it. And then the little scroller text that goes across is like, this is a movie about human Law, I can't even remember what the fuck it said, but this is a movie about like what it is to be quintessentially human or something close to that. That appears to be a werewolf movie featuring Jeremy Gardner. I fucking like it. There's also two different instances of them saying something about a big bad wolf or huffing and puffing and blowing a house down. So yeah, a lot that, of wolf. That's what I'm stuff. saying. Is it yeah. seems like it's gonna be a werewolf movie. 
Yeah, they hey, don't it actually looks, show anything it, though. So it looks interesting, and it looks better than the other Jeremy Gardner movie coming out uh, this month. Yeah, so. back to back. Although that one, I, I disagree. That day. one also looks pretty good. I think they both slap. Yeah, they both look pretty good, but this one looks better. I don't watch any Jeremy Gardner movie. That was mine. That was After Midnight. That comes out on the 14th. Right. Now, Jake, what is your dark horse pick? Mine's the Elijah Wood one. Okay. Mine's Come to Daddy. Um, This is almost exclusively because, as with so many Elijah Wood movies these days, they are indie genre weirdness, and I don't know how it's going to end up. I think this looks pretty good and it's going to probably go to some weird places it looks that weird screams as hell. dark horse to me that screams dark horse like this might hit me in the right way and it might really not judging by how much i love elijah wood i'm thinking that it's probably going to be a success seems likely but there's a chance that it might not be i don't know yeah. it just it perfectly fits that slot because this is a movie that is not going to be for very many people I just think it's going to scratch an itch that I have, which is Elijah Wood movies. Fair enough. Mark, yeah. were you going to say something there? Nope. All right. Uh, now, this is ostensibly about, like, he is estranged from his father, never really knew him, and he's going to meet his dad in a cabin in the wilderness. Ostensibly. Uh, I, it's, it's ostensibly really a cabin, about a man it's... with a weird haircut and a weird tattoo and a mustache. Yeah, I'll tell you what's unsettling about this movie. Elijah Wood's fucking haircut. Is... I lo- his whole getup, dude. It's not just the haircut. <laughs> he looks like... Uh, he looks like the Alt-J guy from the Tiny Desk concert. That is exactly <laughs> what he looks like. Wow, I hadn't yeah. put that together yet. <laughs> it's, it's Man, it's something. Yep, that's the exact style. I think it's going to be great. Damn, it, that, that was hey, a good it's certainly going to be interesting. Uh, I went a different direction, and I went with what I think might be the biggest name movie coming out this month. No, Invisible colon, No, I went with Brahms colon The Boy 2. Oh. It's between uh, those two. Which is a dark horse for me because, look, I loved The Boy. Mark liked The Boy, too. I think it was it's really underrated. It's more fun than I expected it to be. We're actually going to review it here in a little bit. That is correct. In like two or I'm three not weeks. sure this one captures the same tone. Um, and while I'm not saying that Katie Holmes isn't up to the challenge, she doesn't seem to be particularly captivating in the role as this new boy's mother. Um, it's also interesting to have like a, a child obsessed with the doll you're adding in a kid actor where there didn't originally need to be a kid actor so there's there's a lot of deviations from the original yeah having not seen the original so i'm excited for the upcoming review uh i kind of had to lean on what your guys's thoughts were going to be but what struck me was i knew there wasn't a kid in the first one and now you have more of like what you would have in a child's play where there's that interplay between the doll and the kid right and those have never really done much for me, so this didn't capture me at all. Right. But, I mean, I do still like Katie Holmes quite a bit, and I like the concept, so I, I'll go with it. It's my Dark Horse pick. It could be great. You're, Yeah, it's interesting, too, because you're kind of coming at it from the other angle, right, where right. I went with something that was, like, super indie and weird, and not many people are going to like it, but it scratches an itch, whereas this one's going to make some money. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But it might not be what... I would think we're hoping <laughs> yeah. it would it could be. I so. mean, that's right. I think the first one made a pretty decent chunk of change. Um, oh yeah, but yeah. That said, I, we might need to punt a little bit on the discussion of how the second movie is going to be until after we've reviewed in full the first movie. So put a pin in this one for another two or three weeks. Ooh, fair enough, fair enough. Ooh. All right, boys, let's uh, let's dive into the muck and the mire here. What uh, mire. what looks bad? What's our bottom one picks? Mark, what what do you not like in February? Verotica. Uh, <laughs> Glenn Danzig's movie? Yes. Uh, it seems a little bit... I, I don't know. It's a, it's an exploitation, sex, weird movie. Uh, uh, have you, Mark, are you aware of the Verotica comics? No. 
So there's a bunch of graphic graphic novels, I'm putting in quotes, but a bunch of graphic novels uh, bearing the Veronica name that are this. Okay. Um, but at least those all seem to be produced by competent artists who are professional illustrators and comic book composers and not Glenn Danzig. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, this is, I feel fully like he's just slapping his name on an exploitation project, being proud of the fact he made a shitty movie and then slapping like 75 different random things, people being like, oh, it's an instant cult classic. You know what makes an, an instant, instant cult classic? It cult means classic. it's fucking bad. That's what an instant cult <laughs> classic means. Uh, an instant cult classic is a misnomer. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. A cult classic is something that has to like develop over time. It has to develop a niche following. This is it niche or niche? Who, uh, whatever, dude. I, I like niche. I think niche is correct, but a lot of enough people say niche that it doesn't matter. Okay, it has to develop a niche following. You can't tell people that niche they're going to dislike your movie enough that they're going to like it. That's a stupid fucking thing. I hate this. You could approach it. <laughs> you could approach it and that like Danzig as an art as an artist is kind of a cult thing. So anyone who followed that would just dive in. I don't know. Look, it has its place in culture. Everybody who likes the Veronica comics is probably going to like this. Yeah. And if you like Danzig, you're probably going to check it out because that's a whole thing. That is a whole thing. (laughs) Somehow this seems like everyone involved is selling out is what this feels like. (laughs) They have to make money to sell out, Mark. Yeah, I don't think it's selling out. Like, it's not poised to be a blockbuster. I mean, they're not making it to lose money. Uh, but they might. <laughs> but they might. They, but if it's possible. an actual cult classic in 20 years, it might make some money. Who I knows? also think they've been making the comics for a decade to lose money. That seems like a really poor investment Mark. on their part. <laughs> it's just a long it's con. The they, worry. The they could Don't just worry they, they could just be anti-capitalists. Yeah, Mark, are you not and a soul skater? Look, we've we've all been we've all been talking like everybody knows what we're talking about here. This is this is an anthology movie, all of which are going to feature nude, exploited women. So yeah, yeah it's an exploitation film if, about sex. If you're into that kind of thing, it's going to be there. Jake, what's uh, what's your bottom one? Mark, I, I don't really disagree with you. Jack, I have a different angle I want to take, or different uh, not angle, but let's do this a little bit differently. Okay? <laughs> Instead of okay. picking my bottom one, I'm going to I'm going to go three, one. two, one, and we're going to say th- say what say what it is. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Camp, Camp Coldbrook. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. I hate picking on the the obviously bad thing but this is the obviously bad thing and yeah, hit us I with the, the pick on it basic premise 10, I don't know people are to camp and it's like haunted or some shit Daniel Harris is in it which is kind of cool I mean if you like horror and you like Halloween in particular you're probably going to be at least mildly interested in that but this looks just out and out bad they look trying to blend found Joe Dante's footage. names on this which is kind of interesting it is weird yeah but they're trying to blend found footage like with narrative cinema with a bunch of different stuff oh. It, oh. This I hate doing this, but I actually think this month is pretty good. It's really uh, good. There's not a lot coming out this month, but there's some high quality stuff. And this one, I, I hate picking on the one that's just obviously bad, but I'm going to do it. You like, got yeah. to fear I, the reality, Jake. Oh, God, that's what I wanted to say. This fucking trailer <laughs> ends with the tagline, fear the reality. What which, the hell? Like, what? Are you kidding me? What? Every, because ostensibly... There, it's happening. It's really happening to them. I can't. I can't. This, th- that's a tagline <laughs> that applies to like a Black Mirror episode about virtual reality, not just like a movie, a narrative story. I hate it. Oh God. Yeah. It's mostly the tagline that made me pick it, but it does not look. It mostly looks be bad. True. That can't possibly be true. <laughs> that's what, why I'm so angry. What about made me it. pick it's mostly it the tagline, but bad. also the trailer itself that made me pick it. <laughs> right, but also its quality. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right, well, let's uh, let's pull the nose up here. Let's talk about top ones. Mark, what's got you excited? And I think you and I have the same one because we yeah, talked sh- about should it. Should we do the, the same thing the again? Countdown from three? Yeah, sounds good. Okay, you do it. All right, three, two, one. The, the Invisible, Invisible Man. Man. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this was my number one for most anticipated for the year on the Omnibus that we recorded last month. This one kind of came out of nowhere, and when I watched the trailer, it like clicked with me. This would not normally be in my bailiwick, but I think the twist of turning the Invisible Man into a psychological like stalker horror movie is pretty damn smart, and Elizabeth Moss can can lead slaps yeah she she's yeah, she a slaps. fucking good actress and she can she can steal this thing and it looks like she's gonna have to so it seems like a very solid movie yeah like the the floor for this one is quite high <laughs> yeah no it looks it looks great the worst uh, thing plus, the worst thing that could happen to this movie is that it gave away it showed its hand already you sure. know like i feel like the scene that really did it for me when i was watching the trailer is when she's looking at the chair and she says the there's chair. someone sitting yeah. in that chair and yeah. that might be that might be what this movie that might be the best thing this movie does I, it might be you're right but that that hit me pretty hard it's that's a really good little horror bit yeah yeah no, it's fantastic i think there's going to be a good thriller with horror elements mm-hmm. it's it's horror it's horror yeah. but like it's going to be in that thriller sort of side well plus michael dorman ever since Patriot, that awesome TV show, got unfairly canceled. Anytime you can comment on it. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. He's in it. He looks great. Uh, there, This is going to bother me because there are some very illegal things about this way that this gentleman set up his estate. Oh, God. Don't uh, care. So that's going to bother me. But I, I think I'll be able to move past it. Yeah, just get drunk. Whatever. Yeah. That precisely. might make it worse. It's gonna definitely going to make yep. it worse. Yep. Since uh, Jack picked the same thing I did, I want to put a quick plug in for VFW as well, which looks fantastic. Oh, yes, dude. VFW uh, looks great. This yeah. is like uh, what siege horror. Yeah, it's a yeah, siege. I it's mean, a siege movie where a biker gang attacks a bar full of like, well, veterans vets. of foreign wars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I a- love that Fred Williamson's in this movie, and it's basically like, look, you have from dusk till dawn, and he's a vet, and he's gonna like kill some shit that's attacking him in a bar. Let's do that again. <laughs> this is also it can't lose. This is also like a Liam Neeson movie too, right? Just without sort the of, Liam yeah. Neeson. Sort of. Yeah. 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 I could I can I can I can feel that. That's fine. Oh. Spill my beer over here. <laughs> Listener, we had a borderline disaster. As per usual. But yeah, I mean if VFW came out in like essentially any other month, it would probably be the top one. It uh... looks great. I, I also want to mention Fantasy Island. Uh really? that you mention joint? that? Man, that's so it's so fun that they're just like Shit, doing yeah. horror remakes of weird old TV shows from the 60s and 70s. I feel like that like, should come out in May or some shit though. I'm yeah, but I'm so tired of them just r- rotely remaking these old things, right? Throw it in during Cabin Fever at its height, the height of Cabin Fever. Throw Pretty some great. warm weather shit in there. But here, I mean, at least they're remaking it with a horror bent and with Michael Peña. This looks hilarious and is great. This, this is Blumhouse as well, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a couple. Yeah, there's a lot of Blumhouse this month. Yeah, they're they're definitely coming in hard in the month of February where not much is happening, which is smart. Make money. Yeah. Or kind like of to, weird. To... February is usually where you like dump the movies no one gives a shit about. I don't know. We'll I, I'll be interested to see how these do financially. Yeah. I don't know what the rules are anymore, I mean, man. Blumhouse apparently is going to release a thousand movies this year, so they got to put them a lot of different places. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. If you're shooting for forty <laughs> in a year, you got to put like three out every month. Yeah. yeah, and some of these are probably not that. I mean, they aren't high budget, so just like throw them out, see what happens. Yeah. Well, Jake, round us out here. What is your uh, top one of February? Yeah, I went with the second of the two Jeremy Gardner movies that is supposed to be coming out on February 14th, oh, Valentine's Day. I went with After Midnight. Uh, J- I love Jeremy Gardner. After watching The Battery, like I'm going to watch every movie that he puts out okay. or that involves him. Yeah. Um, this, I mean, it looks like what, I go after, which is competently made indie horror with people that I know. Obviously, you have to have a starting point, but we're well into this exercise. So, like, when I see him, 
Bing, things go off. Jeremy Gardner's? Or, or Jesus Christ. <laughs> Justin Benson's also acting in this movie, yeah, which is Justin cool. Justin Benson in a neither I mean, they're writing nor directing role. Yeah, they're though. buddies. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. they're just working on projects and stuff now. I mean, him and, and Aaron Scott Moorhead have been working on their newest film for a while, so I think he's probably got like a little bit of time during the post-production lull. So, hey, that's a great sign. And this one just looks more intriguing and, frankly, better made and probably for more people than the other one, which is called Sadistic Intentions. I, I don't know if both these are going to come out on the same day. I'd be kind of <laughs> surprised, but we'll see. We do our best over here. It just looks like a good indie romp, and I have not seen a werewolf movie in a while. It It's going to be that. I mean, look at the name. That's that's what it's going to be. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can't wait. I love this dude. Everything that he makes is great the, thus far. Don't let me down. Fair enough. Look, I like I like all our picks in a rare in a rare turn of events. Uh, yeah. all, all Usually, you hate our picks. Well, oftentimes, I do. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so what uh, what do we do now? Go into the feature presentation. I'm not used to not arguing at the end of this. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, and. <laughs> Over at ADZHorror.com this week, we watched 1965's Repulsion, which, for whatever reason, is a name I have a lot of trouble remembering. I'm always saying, like, propulsion, revulsion, revolting. I can't. It's (laughs) repulsion. It's definitely propulsion. You got it. No, I know it is, but it's uh, it's hard for me to remember. It's hard for me to say repulsion because I just want to say, like, repulsive or repulsed or the different part of that different format yeah uh, whatever also i'm not 100 percent sure it like fits this movie very well but but either way mark mm-hmm. you picked this tell me why uh this is apparently one of the horror classics it's okay nearly universally revered uh this is sort of a weird theme i guess with the movies that i picked this time around love which was in kind of the same boat but this has a 7.7 on imdb it has like it's a certified fresh on the tomato meter I don't know what it has on Metacritic, but I'm positive it's high. I mean, this is one of those, like, I hadn't seen it, and I was like, oh, there's this weird classic out there I don't know anything about. I should yeah, throw it Yeah, people like there. this movie. People like this movie. Yeah, now, this isn't necessarily on you, but it, it does behoove us to mention that we, this is our first review for Women in Horror Month, which is a whoopsie. That's a whoopsie by us. Uh, I mean, it has a <laughs> woman as a leading character, so. Yep, it sure does. Yep. And it only has two different male protagonists slap a woman who's being hysterical. So <laughs> that's bad. Uh, yeah, my bad, guys. I mean, this not really. really Again, it's just like the schedule. Like, I don't know. How do you There's control, these? We could How possibly do you control these things? You vacuum cleaner in my pants. There was nothing I could do. Exactly. This has a 91 on Metacritic. Look, mea culpa. Yeah, I'm so- I just wanted to bring it up. Look, we did cool. an oopsie. We're moving on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, had anybody seen this before? Because I had not. No. I, I just not. heard so many good things about this movie. So many. I hadn't heard that many good things about I it. I heard so many. I knew many. it's like, it's it's part of his, what, quadrilogy? Quadrology? That was just trilogy. Of like window movie, or uh, apartment movies like this and Rosemary's Baby and two others that I also huh. haven't seen. Huh. Um, <laughs> I don't, I mean, spoiler alert, I don't watch a lot of his films. Yeah, no. So. <laughs> I've now seen two of his <laughs> don't films. Don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I've seen two of yeah. his films now. Um, but either way, so Mark, it's an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Have you been seeing it a lot recently or just like for your life? What do you mean? Have I seen it a lot? What? Well, like that was a weird statement. dude. <laughs> yeah. What I mean is, 
has it been popping up on lists for you in the coming months oh, before our selection? Or oh, sure. I mean, this was I, I, I like. I mean, like the eagle-eared <laughs> listener will tell you, you I read a lot of lists for prep in preparation for the uh, omnibus last year to see if there was anything I missed from 2019, and frequently they were just like best horror movie lists. And anytime I come across one of those that I haven't looked at before, I like to take a gander and see if there's anything on there toward the top that I haven't seen. And this is this was on a. I don't know, a bunch of the ones that I stumbled across at the end of the year. Fair enough. All so. right. Well, Mark, you picked this movie, and you know what that means. Um, you're going to have to hit us with a 30-second plot synopsis. Fuck. Okay. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. It's fine, dude. Carol is a Belgian blonde who lives with her sister in London, England. Uh, they are manicurists by trade, and she uh, fully has a distaste for society. She's a bit of an agoraphobe. When her sister leaves on a romantic getaway with her uh, whatever boyfriend, she basically becomes a shut-in and begins to go crazy. She hallucinates. She sees this guy who like rapes her every night when the church bells ring at midnight. Goes fully nuts. Her suitor, Colin, comes in, tries to console her. She kills him, then she kills the landlord, and then uh, she, I think, keeps them both in a bathtub. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. <clears throat> and uh, the movie resolves when her sister comes back and finds them both in a bathtub. And I think Carol is dead at the end. I don't know. No, she's alive. She's okay. just catatonic. Yeah. Sure, With a catatonic, smile on her whatever. Face. It's hysteria, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> someone, needs, someone just needs to slap her. snap her out of it (laughs) get a hold of yourself yeah uh this Uh, is a movie with like enough like not enough plot that 30 seconds is hard if you do the high notes but then like if you do too much if you try and get into it further than that (laughs) then it takes like 40 seconds this is it's a really hard one you know basically impossible (laughs) it was nobody could have done it nobody could have done it my god All right, what in the fuck subgenres of horror does this fit into, except psychological, because I'm taking that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, classic? Because... Because people say it is? Yeah. It's a very meek classic. classic, but I'll give it classic. Yeah. Sure. That's kind of about it. I'm comfortable with those two. This is yeah. an apartment movie. Apartment? Apartments, yeah. It's part of the apartment <laughs> quadrology? <laughs> yeah. It's this, right. Rosemary's Baby, Annabelle... <laughs> And Silent Hill 3, I think. Annabelle. <laughs> hold on, wait, hold on. <laughs> you said a lot of dumb things there. No, I think you'll find all of those were apartment-related things. Was Annabelle in an apartment? Uh, Yeah. They're sitting in an apartment. I could have gone like Insidious Chapter 3, I suppose. That's an apartment. Jake's drinking a whole full bomber of cough what? syrup there. Yeah, it's like Whoa. a strawberry starburst. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a sip of Jake's <laughs> beer over the there. delirium red. Is that what that I is? have never had a beer that is it's, this sweet. It's, a it's like cherry cho- starburst. It's cloying. Let's be clear. Starry tr- star- strawberry starburst is oh, that's good. Oh, I meant cherry. I meant okay, cherry. Yeah. Actually, that's my favorite kind in the original. Strawberry is the best. The red. No, the red. Oh, you're an idiot. You're so... God. Dude, at least I'm not a lemon fan. You just, you just like robo-tripping. Is that is thing. a valid point. At least he's not a lemon fan. Lemon is the second best behind strawberry. Mm, a starburst? You're an <laughs> animal. Yeah. No, get the Bad fuck take. out of here. Get off my lawn. You guys are so stupid. I can't Dude, deal with it. Dude, cherry, strawberry, lemon, orange. It's and lemon, orange are like tied. Lemon's better than orange. Let me be real. I like all of them. Cherry's the worst. By far. That is. No, cherry is like 
leagues better than the rest. Oh dude. my god, dude! It is not even. You're close. addicted to codeine. Anyone can see it. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it tastes it. like cough syrup, and I don't know why, but I like it. Guys, why am I sweating? <laughs> Are you guys itchy? Is it itchy in here? Yeah. Is it itchy in here? This is ridiculous <laughs> tasting. I don't even know what I'm drinking. This tastes like no other delirium that I've ever had. Yeah, it's not great. Um, uh, it could grow on me. Yeah, we'll see. That, that's an eight percent beer. That's weird. <laughs> we'll see. It's like a fucking cocktail. It All right, kind of no, sounds like you're drinking a four loco with fancy labeling. It kind of tastes like I'm drinking a four loco. <laughs> but he added some codeine. You know, whatever, <laughs> yeah, dude. With extra drugs in it. It's that's February. Nice. It's the dead of winter. You got to entertain yourself. <laughs> All right, boys. Enough pussyfooting around. Does this movie do right? Uh, this is so. This is three weeks in a row. This actually is something Silence. that does right. Yeah, it's it's a little of a bit of a hard one to talk about. But uh, this is three weeks in a row that I've said this. But I will fully stand by it. The soundtrack for this movie is pretty cool, actually. Like this random, like freeform jazz shit that happens in the background. Look, the scenes make absolutely no fucking sense. But the jazz that's happening in the middle of the scenes are like the random drums that just come in when she's running away from people. Or like the bell that's just really repetitive and droning. That's all cool shit. I, I was actually, the, the thing prime that I had was the use of, I don't know, it's of not really clock. a clock because it feels like it's moving faster than that. It could just be like the way they wanted it to hit or it's, it's like a, a metronome. metronome. That hit as things that are bad are happening over and over and over. Like it's a very quiet movie. And so I don't disagree with you, Mark, about the soundtrack. Like when, when you have the jazz that's happening, it's obviously noticeable. It is what it is when you kind of tie it in with what you're seeing on screen. But I think that the use of that clock, metronome, whatever, is very effective when you couple it with what's happening during those sequences, which mostly is during the middle of the night when she's having those kind of dreams about being raped, which is very unsettling. Totally agree with all that. Yep, that's all really good stuff. I also like the other subtle psychological, they're not really subtle, but the other psychological elements they have for when she's fully going crazy, yeah. the cracks that show up in the walls. Oh, those like are cool. The, the hands in the, the hallway. The hands that the come end. out of the hallways and yeah. grope her. Yeah. Well, it's, it's really well done. Mm-hmm. Like they, the, the, I don't know how they did that arm effect with the arms come out to grope her, but it's like just a hidden person who's hidden really, really well. I mean, they put people behind a wall. Yeah, and contrast. Yeah, and then, then there's really like good. elastic. I don't actually think that one would be that hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, it works really well. They did a good job. It is it is a weird one to watch immediately following Black Swan because I feel like they share a lot of the same DNA, and I wouldn't be surprised if a substantial amount of what went into Black Swan was sort of inspired by this movie. It makes a they lot probably of sense. loved it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're watching a woman slip into insanity. She's not particularly driven by being a ballerina, but there's there's a lot of the like subtle weird shit happening. Just, I mean, the cracks is a really good example of this, of like visible hallucinations that you see, and they're obvious in this because it was 1965. But I mean, that's not really all that far removed from seeing like the painting's eyes move in the mother's painting studio from Black Swan. Definitely. Sure. And I think all that stuff was really well done. I think there's, I don't want to say there's not enough of it because I think it could wear out its welcome pretty quickly, but I, it was at least something was happening when that stuff was going on. Well, I, and think, I liked it. Yeah, I think there's like a decent. I mean, it's an early example of how you can do something like this, and that's why I think it's interesting to compare it to what we just watched with the Black Swan. But it definitely leans more towards the less is more side of things, which I, for the most part, like. Are you there's Black Swan th- does. No, this does. Oh, uh, okay. There's there's. <sighs> There are small examples that kind of get to you in this movie that are there for long enough. Like, this might not have hit everyone in the same way, but I feel like the 
just persistence of that fucking rabbit that she took out of the fridge yeah. for quite a while. <laughs> and it, it helps like with like the lapse like time is going by. It's a kind of concerning thing to look at if you're not familiar with it because it's just a whole rabbit on a plate and it's a weird thing to look at when you're not looking at like a furry rabbit. <laughs> when it's when it's <laughs> in food format weirdly, it's I feel kind like. of strange. Rabbit. Say rabbit again. Wabbit. Okay, good. There we go. Got I'm it. Hunting I'm hunting wabbits. <laughs> uh that is one of the examples for sure, though, for me, that's like a little bit out of place, not quite, but then it uses it over time to create greater effect. There's synergies here. Yeah. Jack. Yeah. And along those lines, Mark, you mentioned it, the, the, the potatoes with the yeah. like tendrils growth on them that yeah. varies. Sometimes it's longer. Sometimes would it's shorter. Would they grow the tendrils like that in three days? We're I, from Idaho. We should know this. I mean, it I would depend. So. It, yeah. I mean, we've had potatoes sprout. It, it kind of just depends on what condition you keep them in but if they're I guess if, if they're, they're kind of moist in london then, yeah totally yeah london's a notoriously moist city but even this like sometimes they're longer than they are in a few scenes later right it kind of yeah. throws yeah. you off with the changing sure. growth on them it's pretty good i didn't pretty pay that much done. attention to the potato tendrils i'm not gonna jake lie. i i got where you were going uh, I, eventually but when you first brought up rabbit i thought you were making a vibrator joke oh yeah no i wasn't okay cool. is there a kind of vibrator called a rabbit yes okay yeah, I didn't know that. Probably would have helped her out in this situation. You know, <laughs> solves the boredom could, a little bit. Couldn't hurt. Yeah. Hey, I got something else to talk about. Uh, That's fun. The the scene where she closes the armoire door and the mirror on it shows the man behind her best, that best she ends up then seeing every night. Only jump scare of the movie? That's the jump scare of the movie, yeah. Not bad. The jump scare of the movie. Uh, Yeah, I. well, it's not only not bad, it's also like very ahead of its time. I don't feel like we really saw that type of thing in the 1960s. I don't know that I can think of many examples of that way of framing it now. I think it's great. The passing mirrors, you're closing a medicine cabinet. It's cool. Yeah, really that's cool. a. I yeah. mean, it. That we joked about this not three or four weeks ago when we were. I can't remember what fucking movie we were talking about, but I think it's like now the new trope that if you close the mirror, there shouldn't be anyone there because of how overdone it is yeah. to close the mirror and have someone standing there. Like, yeah. I guess this is all the way back to 1965. Yeah, now. but this does it better. Because, and this might be a less is more thing too, but I think it is more impactful. Like, what I think about when I think of that is you open or you close it and there's someone there. There is someone there. This is like you're closing it, but it's in the sequence of closing it with the angle of the shot. So it doesn't that you end with them a there. Yeah. Fraction yeah. of a second of someone. There's a really similar scene in the original Conjuring. There's uh, also the, the like armoire. There's also a really similar okay. scene in a TV commercial that might have been a Super Bowl commercial that was eventually banned in like the 1990s, I think, for Nike, where okay. a woman was like getting ready to shower and then she closed her bathroom mirror and there was a slasher standing behind her and then she ran away, but he couldn't catch her because she was wearing Nike shoes and they ended up banning it from TV because it was too scary. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys wow. remember that commercial? Wait, he couldn't catch her because he was wearing Nike shoes? I remember she there was being... wearing Nikes. Uh, thank you. Okay. I remember there being a jump scary commercial involving a shower, but I don't remember it being that old, and I don't remember it being banned. So we might be thinking about different things. Uh, I'll send it to the chat when we're done. It's definitely still out there on YouTube. It's a pretty good commercial. Sure. Nice. Nice. I'm a corporate puppet. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Nike. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have anything Roman else? Roman Polanski one more films thing? brought to you by Nike. Yeah. I'm sure he'd love the sponsorship. Uh, the <laughs> last thing I was going to bring up was that I this might be getting us into Does Middle. Uh, I think it's 
I don't know. I was grasping at straws trying to figure out what the goes what goes into does right, but I do kind of enjoy how much the film lingers on the shit happening in the background that is completely unrelated to what's actually happening in the movie. You like you're looking at car crashes. There's a band that's walking around playing like. I weird want to talk music. about the band. Okay, hold I, don't, on, I hold, to hold on, hold my... on, hold on for the band. We'll get there in a second. There's <laughs> like, there's wrestling. They just show like 1960s British wrestling for a good amount of time. I don't know specifically why they're doing it, aside from probably just showing sort of the banality of background life or whatever. But like, I don't know. I thought that was sort of like what this movie did that was artful and interesting was like, we don't really, we're not paying attention to the protagonist. Instead, we're just kind of looking at what's behind her for some reason. Yeah, that's the world that she's losing a grasp of. I have the banality of it all, Mark. A couple issues with what you just said, Mark. Okay, bring it on. One. I don't think that what was happening behind her was the banality. For instance, that band is one of the most interesting things I've ever seen in my whole life. They were Valid. getting it, dude. Valid they were point. getting it. That's a, just a what a, a skiffle band composed of two spoons players and a mandolin player. I think it was a mandolin. Was awesome. The mandolin like player was walking player backwards. Was he not? Yeah, no, no. One of the spoons players was walking backwards into traffic. The other two were the other spoons players walking forward, aligned with the mandolin player. Jack, what was happening? Jack, we don't. We don't. That's we real don't live in Britain, shit. man. This is banality in Britain, okay? Why are they playing? It's like skiffle music. What the fuck? It's banality in Britain. Get out of here. It's insane. <laughs> and then they come back. They they make two different appearances. Second, besides like those two instances, everything they focus on <laughs> in this movie is so fucking boring. So it did not... I didn't... Well, there's I can, three. I guess there's three interesting things, right? There's the car crash, there's the band, and then there's the wrestling. I can. I guess I can. I th- is it not boxing? Can we just? I, I thought it was fisticuffs. I, I thought it was. Boxing. No, 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 no. He straight throws a headbutt. The announcer is like, oh, "What a neat headbutt that was." You can. Well, I do not boxing. remember that. It's, it's like a warning, at least. I, I am. That I. I would bet you guys. I'm not going to rewrite this movie and watch, but I would bet you guys a substantial sum that it was a squared circle. Hmm. Okay. I'm not. I'm not willing to take that bet. I still okay. have it rented, but I'm not willing to watch any more of this movie. So. Yikes. Okay. Can we just go to what it does middle? Because you were itching <laughs> to go further than that. All right, fine. I put the candlestick murder here. Interesting. It is so stupid. Okay, (laughs) so why is it in middle? Because it's so fucking funny. (laughs) Like, watch that scene and don't laugh. Did you not laugh? Oh, I laughed laughed a lot. I belly laughed, dude. (laughs) Like, watching that, you're in first person of the person being murdered. That's a terrible sentence. I'm sorry, listener, but you get what I'm saying. You're the first she's person just to be murdered. Going off on this dude with a big ass candlestick, and it matched with the foley, which we're gonna get to later in full, is so weird and dumb <laughs> that you can't help but love it. <laughs> it's so bad. It's, it's bad. It has to be the least intimidating death, like first yes. person death scene ever. Shot. Yes. Yes. It's kind of up there with the Arbogast murder from uh, Psycho. That's the guy's name, right? Arbogast. <laughs> Where he's so, like yeah. sliding backwards down the stairs that's like clearly on a on a wire rig or however the sure. fuck they shot yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- there's something about this murder that is just I don't I don't even know how to describe it. It's entertaining in a clownish sort of way. And I appreciate it for that. So therefore middle. Jake, the only thing I had does middle is on a similar note, which is something that ripped me out of the movie entirely, but that I very much enjoyed. 
at the very end of the movie when they find her in like cata- in her catatonic state. Wait, in the you got ripped out of the movie at the end? Yeah. Well, I didn't know how much fucking longer it was, and I wow. wasn't I wasn't gonna move the mouse because if it had said like forty five minutes, I wouldn't have been able to do it. I was like, no, <laughs> I, I, I would have had movie. an aneurysm. It would have. Yeah. Done. No. Would have been the end of it. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. So I <laughs> something didn't in my something in my body would have broken, and I would have just given up on life. Exactly. But <laughs> I mean, I was considering a lot of things. That weird old balding guy in an accent I could not pin down says, "I'll get her some brandy." Oh yeah. And then yeah. they say three different yeah. more things, and then he says, it zooms in on his face, and he says, "I'll get her some brandy." <laughs> what the fuck? Why is he saying twice? <laughs> It's, it's I'm gonna say it again. This this movie has like weird David Lynchian vibes to it at certain points. <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, That's all I had for Does Middle. I had an actual Does Middle. Oh my god, like mine. <laughs> like to- mine. Fuck you, ours were the same. Like mine. Ours Ex- were the same. Exactly. But like both of yours. Uh the exceedingly long takes is what this movie does middle. I think yeah? this will come okay. up in a future segment of ours, probably in, within about forty five seconds of me saying this, but this is an incredibly boring, overlong movie, but <laughs> part of what it does, part of what the cinematography does is they don't cut. I feel like the average length of shot in this movie is like at least probably 30 seconds if you take everything into account, which is pretty damn long. You get a great sense of place for the apartment. You see this like, you know, you you follow her as you're walking through the city and you see all these weird things in the background. They're not particularly germane to the plot, but it does in a way, build a very strange world for Carol to detach herself from. Hmm. I thought it was... It's not particu- It's not particularly likable, but I did find it as an interesting element of the movie. I, I see what you're saying, and I can see from a theoretical perspective why it might be supposed to like make you feel like your experience is interminable, kind of like hers, interminable, kind of like hers, right? You're, it's trying to experience what the main character is experiencing. Yeah, it's, so, uh, it's performance art. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, and I, that's my best guess movie. at uh, at what they're going for here is that they're trying to make this as unwatchable as possible so that you also want to detach yourself from reality. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. Want exactly. To. See, it worked. They're geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Should we move to Does Wrong? Yes. Fuck, this movie is so fucking boring. <laughs> oh, my God. We have seen some boring monstrosities for this particular podcast and this usually one, somehow picked by me <laughs> almost always this one might be top of the goddamn list this yeah this might very well be the most boring thing i have ever experienced i was i did i think what you guys well you what you kind of alluded to earlier i would pause this apparently every 30 seconds expecting <laughs> 10 minutes to have gone by but no it's it, like that scene from parks and rec where andy's like how much time has passed now 11 minutes Oh, God, 11 seconds. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So uh, This is one of those ones where I think I aged faster than the rest of the world around me while watching this movie. I actually have a first for this podcast. Um, this movie took me a while to watch. Okay. I fell asleep. Okay. Twice. This is a first? You've never <laughs> fallen asleep watching a movie before? Not twice. <laughs> <laughs> Not twice. What so was your, what was your watching re- setup? So I, I, uh, I was on my couch in the main room of my house watching my big screen with late the lights night? out. Not late night. I mean, fuck, it was a weeknight, Jack. <laughs> on Fridays, I go to bed at 9.30. Come on. So it was 2 p.m. 7 p.m.? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah I okay. faded out of reality, and I when I did the rewind work to get to a point where I was like, I'm solidly on, like I am on. I know I've seen. I know yeah. I've seen this. It was like three minutes the first time, and the second time it was only like thirty seconds, so it overall was not a disaster. But I fell asleep two different occasions yeah. during this movie, not once, <laughs> but twice. Well, it's interesting. We talked about the the good sound effects and the good score. How about the foley art? <sighs> Oh God, dude! It sounded like that refoley you did. It sounded worse than that refoley. <laughs> no, <laughs> not enough I farts. Mean, not enough farts. For it to sound, <laughs> for me to equate it to what you did and not be joking, which I'm actually not joking, is saying something. I know. Yeah. It like was terrible. Well, and beyond that, so what I was gonna say before we even got to the foley was so much of this movie is silence, and not silence for yeah. effect, just oh, silence be. to put you to sleep. I. I don't okay, so I sort of disagree with that because of what I was saying earlier, where then it does impact you when you have like the metronome s- sort of sequence. Yeah. Like when there is noise, you're like, oh, there's something happening. But it <laughs> might just be because it's so fucking boring <laughs> that anytime you have some noise, you're like ears perk up. Oh god. Yeah. Fucking torture, man. Yep. And then the foley. The foley is real bad. You now, know what else isn't good? ADR. Noise in this movie for the most part is not good. Yeah. I, I didn't have the same thought I did when we watched uh, that other movie where I thought I could do a better job of foleying because sure. this wasn't like specific to footsteps. Or well, something. and Carnival also because it sounded like what you might be able to do. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like there was a delay on the foley. Like something would happen and there'd be like a half second before the noise. Yeah, would happen. That was probably intentional too. It was it's... all to make you feel <laughs> oh, disconnected sure. from your reality. I'm sure. Asshole. Oh my. God, God. Mark, it's really, it's really the wrong. viewer that's going insane here. I, I just yeah. wanted to pile on a little bit more. This was a boring movie, but it's a boring movie because most of the scenes here are just nothing. Like, think there will be a scene that happens, and then they kind of just forget to stop filming, and then they'll zoom in on like a dog barking in a courtyard or like a close up of a window that's closed or something like that. Finality of life, Mark. Totally it's art. Well, exactly. And it, the funny thing is, this ma- this reminded me. In a strange way of watching a ghost story. <laughs> and, and that movie you ranted about more than I've ever seen you rant about anything. That movie fucking sucks. <laughs> but at least now I understand kind of what it was going. I, I feel like it might be looking at this one and being like, yeah, we could do that too. We could also have an overlong shot of a person eating pie for five minutes to show grief or some emotion or some shit fucking bullshit. <laughs> I don't know, but at least like I, this movie could be. It's I. It's not that long to begin with. I don't have the length directly in front of me, but one forty six, an hour forty six, hour forty six. You could easily cut this down by twenty five minutes. I if, really want. I had an inkling at one of the points during this movie. One of the many times where I drifted away, <laughs> where I was like, I think like what is a double feature you could do with this movie? And I really wanted to do a double feature of this thing with something like fucking Deathgasm. <laughs> think about that pairing. Well, think about the most batshit thing you could possibly pair this with. I feel like no, this would I, go well with Black Swan, for the record. I don't. I, I could not do two of these in a row. Like two, I could not do two anything of that style remotely well, in so a row. This is one where I had to like not let myself touch my phone. I'd like throw it across the room because I knew. I knew if I picked up See, my phone, it's over. I'm I was a bad not man. gonna watch the rest of this. I movie. take notes on my phone. So I was. I'm, I was picking up my phone. Look, had I not done that, I don't know if I would have technically lost consciousness, but I would have lost myself from consciousness like i would have fully had my soul would have left my body and i would have astrally projected myself out doing something else 
and my corporeal form would have just sat there and experienced it. But I would have been out in the yard throwing ghost darts. You'd be in the bardo? Yes. I watched this shit. No phone. I watched this fucking shit. Good for you. You're a hero, Jack. Oh, my God. I doodled a lot of robots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have to distract yourself or you will die. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Mark, it's interesting that you talked about the overlong shots and, like, the point they're trying to make. Because this movie, especially coming off of Black Swan, one thing I thought that was really interesting was it uses a lot of the same cinematographic techniques, like, Ooh, to focus closely on her to make you try to feel claustrophobic. It uses these interesting to make you feel like framing things not in the center. And changing the visual focal point from scene to scene to make you feel off balance. But it does them to no fucking effect because then things go on too long and you immediately feel not claustrophobic when they just zooms out and you're not like close up on her head anymore. So it's like, like now you're just in an empty room. Yeah, the okay. techniques are there, because but to no end. Because we're now in full bore into like the shit on this movie part of this podcast, oh, yeah, which everyone was champing at the bit for, I just have to ask the question, which I was sort of asking myself, which is, is there any part of this that's just like the dating effect of what was happening? Like, are we Probably. being unfair in any regard? Because there's going to be plenty of people out there i was having trouble reconciling how i felt about this movie with what i have seen about this movie right yeah and there's going to be so many people who if they listen to this podcast like, but actually and I like have this whole thing about what makes this great and it i'm kind of surprised that i we know now it didn't resonate with any <laughs> of us uh well, hold on let's get to ratings wait for yeah, ratings. Yeah. i did get Ten. an eight <laughs> yeah yeah uh shot spoiler alert they're gonna be low uh, I, that surprises me, right? I did not expect that going into this movie, so I'm trying to figure out yeah. what causes that, so and I'm I, landing I, on dating. Do you, are you saying dating like romantic dating or dating like no. I'm landing on a nice dinner with candlelight. I know, legitimately don't know what you're talking about. I don't know which one it is because this is sort of a movie about dating as well. How it's dated. It is dated. Oh, yeah, it's very dated. I'll, I'll pile on there to say that I think like as far as our society goes, the understanding of mental illness has matured immensely since the 1960s. I can think of very few things that have changed more drastically from the 1960s than our societal understanding of psychology and mental illness. And beyond that, psychological horror has done a lot of interesting things. So now when we watch sure. psychological horror movies, such as Black Swan that we watched last week, there are more subtle and probing and poignant whereas this one is hitting a gnat with a sledgehammer like there there sure. there's not really that fine a point to put on it but back in the 1960s this may have been a very deep and unique take that's a good that's a good point yeah yep. and, and Jake i mean also i think it's that like i said the techniques are there right the things that make you feel the, the camera work that makes you feel unsettled the interesting work is there it's, sure. So it yeah, exists. Yeah. So you can find those good parts in it. But but to go against you on the this just being dated, I compare this to Rosemary's Baby, which came out a few years later. Mm-hmm. And it's like that movie was longer, and I was engrossed in that from start to finish. Yeah. Like that did not feel long, didn't feel boring. I was super on board. Uh-huh. And it's very similar themes. Yeah, true. Okay. So yeah. I'll say one I, other thing too, which is that I think that digital editing has revolutionized the industry to the extent that like i mean you used to basically just have to like literally cut two pieces of film and tape them together in order to make an edit yeah man 
But fucking Pete Townsend cutting up the intro to Baba O'Reilly in there with scissors and scotch tape. Exactly. Scotch and, tape. And the idea, I guess I shouldn't really even focus on digital editing, but the craft of editing over the years has evolved a huge amount. And where this one sort of minimizes the editing, now you watch films today where you can cut in like really subtle shots, super easy to establish the sense of place or sort of like a thematic element or something like that. This doesn't do that at all. This is sound like a difficulty. This then. is this is a string of in a hundred lo- hundred minute long movie. I'd actually like to see the number of shots that are in this because it's probably like I don't know three hundred. I don't know, Mark on Entourage, Billy or whatever that guy's name was, cut Queens Boulevard all by hand, and that turned out pretty well, I think, or didn't. Was that a good? I don't remember where that ended in Entourage. Yeah, you're the only person here who can make Entourage references, so I don't know what you're expecting from me or Jake. Well. You know. Yes, I agree. Uh, Mark Wahlberg but, was in that show, right? He was in like one episode of it. He's the executive producer of it. Yeah, okay, there you go. Cool. He had a very brief cameo. He was in it less than Gary Busey was in it. I had a roommate in college uh, oh who God. very much liked that God. show. <laughs> Can we get back to Does Wrong? We need to get That's back why to I know wrong. like a lot of weird things about it, but not. I don't actually know anything about it because I'd catch like a third of an episode every now and again. Hey, Jake. Hey, that fucking dick. What? Do you have anything else this movie does wrong? I have some nitpicks, man. Oh, God. <laughs> Mark just went through a whole journey with his I eyes. Did, a, I didn't have my missile in front of me, and then he called for nitpicks. I have a full-on panic attack. This movie <laughs> this movie put me in an, an anxious place. <laughs> so the one I want to start with, which is closest. <laughs> jumped in. Oh, I'm jumping in. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, the one I want to start with, which is closest to something that it does wrong, is her suitor. Dude breaks in. He breaks in. Oh, yeah. He's like, I love you so much, I'm going to kick the door down. He breaks in, dude. He fucking, like, linebackers the door down. Getting murdered with a candlestick is, like, it's justified. Well, no, it's not even one of the top five worst things that could have happened to him in that situation. A castle doctrine, man. It's justified. What the fuck? He's essentially like, Raylan so Givens. One of the, nope, he's one a reverse of the, Raylan Givens. One of the interesting things about this is that she obviously has issues with society and the way that it like plays itself out is that she she is very uncomfortable being around men in particular. Yet, it proves itself out throughout this movie because every dude that she encounters is a total fuck. Like, completely. <laughs> I, I have an addendum to that point specifically, which the, one of the first scenes you see in the movie is that, uh, is his name Michael, Helen's boyfriend, who they go no on a romantic holiday? Idea. Yes, I Michael don't know, I don't care. Puts Mich- his, it's puts actually his, Michelle. Puts his toothbrush in her cup in the bathroom. And I'm my question is, what kind of a fucking monster goes to somebody else's house and puts a toothbrush in a cup in the bathroom? Yo. That's that a power very move, blatantly that's a, the toothbrush. Yeah, she should have thrown that shit in the toilet. It's a power dude. move. She probably did. Good. Well, she did. I didn't. And that what? That's like a halfway through the movie. She breaks down and she throws his toilet brush away or something. Like I that. honestly do not remember. Wait, that. she put his it in the toilet. She either throws it in the toilet or the trash can. You should have seen it, man. She puts his toilet brush right in the toilet. It's yeah, that is toilet him. brush right in that toilet. <laughs> and if that's a power move, he's a real monster, man. That's he absolutely yeah. is a monster. Instantaneously disqualifying you as a human. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is that every man in this movie is a monster. Yeah. I mean, look, it's also He's a real arrogant bastard, am I right? Uh, Ooh, hey When he goes to the bar, he parked in fully just a non-parking zone. He parked in a turning lane <laughs> when they go to that bar early on. 
He just like, and, parked his car and when out they're front. getting their and when they're getting their trunks out of the back of the car to take them up to the apartment when they come back from holiday, he just stops in the middle of the fucking road. Yeah, <laughs> for like two he minutes. Doesn't a, he doesn't give an <laughs> f about nothing. I don't know, man. Things are different in London. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, like you can have a skiffle band with two spoons players. Two spoons is two two spoons players is too many spoons players for a skiffle band. Wow, I hard disagree with that take. We need more spoons players. I want to see a live spoons he's player skipping. Or four, I don't give a shit no, in a band in my near need, future. We need more spoons players in general, but fewer yes. in the same band. There, Mark, if their timing isn't absolutely precisely the exact same two spoons players just sounds like a fucking mess i, I would listen to spoon oh my man. god i would go to a, a performance of a band called two spoons and it was just two spoons players on stage doing two it's, spoons playing. it's like a stomp show but just everybody's playing the spoons <laughs> <laughs> yeah tell me you wouldn't fucking love that i would absolutely it's, go it's to spoon that. man but with two spoon i'm man. probably gonna cut this out so we can preserve our perfect business idea <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. dope. That's like you the should. next Blue Man group, man. I'm, I'm saying it's like stop. <laughs> Two spoons presented by A to Z Horror spoons. coming to spoons. off Broadway. Spoon Man on her untethered. Whoa, <laughs> what just? You're picking at your chin skin like all weird. What's happening? I'm freaking out, man. <laughs> There's this cough syrup in this beer. I don't know. <laughs> wow. <sighs> My, uh, I have another nitpick, which is that I'm confused to see the amount of time that is transpi- transpiring. Am I making up words? No, has that's trans- the right word. Has transpired at, at the one. end of the movie. Is transpiring? Uh, has transpired. Anywhere between two days and three and a half months. Because if she's not eating at all during this time, I don't know how she's still alive. It seems like it's a long... Maybe this is just because it feels like the movie is about three years long, but... It seems like she should have died long ago from not eating. Well, we know that during one segment of the film, it was three days. Yeah. And then there was a, another period of time. So, I mean, we're talking, we're talking, it's like got to be at least, it's, probably it's got to be at least a week, right? I guess it's, it's the amount of time they spent on Italy in holiday. In Italy. On, on Italy holiday. in holiday. <laughs> <laughs> you could live without food for a week, but you better be drinking water. And then you'll be catatonic like she was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Valid point. Change to neat pick. You know what? We made it through the does right and does wrong segments without even talking about the main kill, like the razor blade kill of that guy who tries to. The initial like neck thing was like ooh on the back of the neck. Yeah. The neck one, yeah, the first one on the back of the neck was like god damn straight razor to the back of the neck. I just wanted to bring that up because we hadn't talked about that at all. Yeah, that is a good point. And like on all of the like marketing shit is straight razors. You'd think a straight razor functioned as a much larger part of the plot. (laughs) It didn't. The rabbit served a larger part of the plot. It comes up one hour and forty one minutes into a one hour and forty (laughs) six minute movie. The fucking potatoes were a larger part of the plot. The fucking skiffle band occupied more screen time. That's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, they should put the skiffle band. They they should put the skiffle band. Mark, on. you are losing your grasp <laughs> on sentences. And I words. yeah, it's really hard. I'm struggling. Right oh now. my god. Me. The only other notes I have are just slapping hysterical women, and I'll get her some brandy. I so I have a question. This is more of a question than a nitpick, but it might turn into a nitpick depending on your reaction. How's that? <laughs> How do you have a guest star, quote unquote, in an actual film? Like, aren't you just a star at that point? Like, aren't you, isn't the film, st- how do you guest star in a film? It's not a fucking series. You're a supporting actor. You're but a cameo. it says guest starring Yvonne whatever. As Helen? You, was like, she a big name? I don't know. If she was a big name, that's it. She's there for the name. 
But she's just in the movie. It's not guest starring. Why is that different than on a TV show? Because it's a movie. It's one thing. A TV show is like it's in this person's in this episode. But, but who the guest stars on TV shows are in for one episode. But exactly. But this is the entirety. And of she's it, in for one percent of the movie. Oh my god, that's not good enough. So it's she. Just, get, I mean, you give. Yeah, Jack's right. You give that. No, you that's give a bad. People, no, no, no. You no. give people special billing in that case to highlight their name, even though they have a small part in the cast. Yeah, it's like I, featuring. I, I don't. That's exactly. fine. Featuring, Featuring so I mean, we're we're nit- what we're nitpicking here is the vernacular. Well, let's be clear, we're not nitpicking. This is you, maybe nitpicking based on our reactions. Now I am nitpicking. Okay, <laughs> okay it cool. is me, and now I am nitpicking. So that our reactions was disagreeing with you. Now it's a nitpick with our reaction. No, it's still a nitpick with the thing. Okay. It's a nitpick with the word choice. Uh, just say yeah. Featuring seems better than guest starring. And I don't you know what? You know what? That's where that's where we evolved to. But it's been fifty four years since this movie came out, and we've learned a lot. Okay, boomer. <laughs> Just because you're the, the youngest one on the podcast. between those two words. <laughs> I didn't know if I wanted to say it. I did, didn't. I don't know if it landed. Someone laughed, maybe. It didn't. Literally no one laughed. Well. Listener, if you're out there and you laughed, let us know. Put or it in the don't. comments. Please or don't. don't. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Jake will never know. <laughs> Jake's that's, playing hard to get. I, that's true. I think Jake is on Twitter right now. I can't actually see yeah, his I'm, phone I'm screen. Jake, okay. I, dollars to donuts. Jake's following the ads game that's happening right now. I, I, that's happening, too. I'm very upset. Uh, I'm looking at my notes. You guys are distracting me. That's it. It's all I have for nitpicks. Yeah, me, too. Me I'll three, get her some brandy. brandy. Mark, can we go to ratings, please? Yes. Will oh, you my let God. Let us go to ratings, yes. please. Hold on. Wait. Should we talk about Entourage? No. Entourage. Okay, yes. I agree. Ratings. We over at ADC Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to write the movies we watch. For one, think of a Jim Croce would write Messing Around with Jim. And you don't mess around with Jim. And for 10, think of how Brett would write how hot that girl is and how sexist she's making him. Oh my god. She's so hot. She's so flippin' hot. She's like a curry. I want to tell her how hot she is, but she'll think I'm being sexist. She's so hot, she's making me sexist. Bitch. Stories, the first category to rate these movies. Mark, your movie, your story rating. This is going to be a tough one. I gave this a five. Uh, I think there is a lot of room to upwardly correct this for historical bias, but I think this is a basically over simple story. I We touched on this a little bit when Jake brought up why this hasn't aged well. And I think like psychological horror has changed a lot. So although I appreciate the uniqueness and I do think the visual storytelling aspect of her going crazy is actually pretty interesting. Ultimately the story is super boring. Yeah. Jake, you want to go next? Or you want to go gave last? It a fi- you gave it a five. I mean, it's barely below average. And yeah, I, I think the I think the strength of this movie is the is the story. I actually didn't go. Yeah, well, I don't disagree with that, and I actually barely went lower. I went with a four. I I pretty much agree with you. I have very little to add. Yeah, I gave it a four as well. I mean, I think it's 
It's uh, it it isn't without story, and the story is kind of interesting. And it's what just is dated. this woman's psychosis? Yeah, but uh, it's not it's not fantastic. World building and immersion, Mark. What is your world building and immersion score? I gave it a four. I'll start with the good parts. The good parts of this movie is that the back half of this movie is way better than the front half of this movie. And actually, if we're talking fractions, it's probably like back third and front two thirds. But uh. The apartment itself is also a really interesting world, and I think they do a lot with the overly long takes to get that world building out there. That said, this is a damn hard watch. Uh, it's basically impossible to be immersed in this at any given time, and it's props to you, Jack, for not having any type of electronic equipment nope. near you. <laughs> Mark, but you th- did say that you basically doodled robots the whole time, which sounds yep. about right. Mark, th- there's a reason that I said if I had looked at how many minutes were left at any point, it doesn't matter how many were left. If I at any point knew how many minutes were left, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah, it's one minute in. Fuck this. The only there thing was, there was a moment was where ch- I was like, I have to be close to the end. And I paused it and I had only gone through about half the movie. And yep. I was yep. like, oh, no, I'm going to die. <laughs> and I couldn't yeah. have done it. Yeah, because I had. Yeah, well, the that- only thing keeping me going through this thing was the knowledge that it, at any second it just could end. It could be over. Uh, out of curiosity, Jack, do you still have your pictures of robots? Uh, I might. Yeah, I probably do. I'll take a picture of them for the Patreon. There you go. That's what I was aiming for. Nice. Jake, so what the, is your world building immersion score? The exercise you guys you want were- some bourbon? Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Uh, not Let's really, but sure. The exercise you guys turned. were just doing where you were talking about, like, if you had to look at how much time was left. I had to do that twice because I fell asleep <laughs> twice. <laughs> twice. Oh, let me, let me clarify. I did this. Dozens of times, not exaggerating. <laughs> Literally dozens of times, trying to figure out how much time was left. I was, I was scared, both times, and both times I was justified in my fear. Here's the deal with here's the deal with my immersion score. Okay, I gave it a two for how many times I fell asleep, and then I <laughs> added a half point for what Mark said during this podcast, which was intelligent about the world building that occurred yeah. in the apartment, which I did not think about enough. Fair enough. Two and a half. Yeah. I gave it a three. And the only reason I gave it a three was I I agree with Mark about the world building in the apartment. That's good. I also liked, I didn't talk about this and what it does right. I should have. I like that they made sunny London, like sunny, bright, busy city feel, London town, town. feel uh, oppressive and feel claustrophobic and feel kind of creepy so i think that was a little bit of good world building as well but fuck me it's not immersive so it is a three and i'm trying to i think that's that's me correcting for the age of it right because mm. i'd i give it a one if i wasn't gonna do that i think Whoa. um that's gonna take us into scare factor mark what is your scare factor score I gave it a one and a half this isn't a scary movie it has some interesting sort of like visible tells of psychological breakdown like the cracks appearing and the dude in the mirror and the nightly weird rape nightmares those are things for scare factor outside of that though mm, this is not gonna scare anybody yeah jake same reason different score i gave it a two and a half (laughs) fair Uh, the yeah the nightly rape thing was super unsettling to me i hate it it's horrible yeah yeah yeah, but it's it's it's. I mean, I gave it a two. It's also kind of just horrible in the way that this is just a horrible thing. It's also, not, it doesn't like, feel like to an end. To cut back in, I gave it like at least a half point for that w- singular jump scare. That was nice. That, that was, was a good. Re- jump scare. And maybe it's yeah. because it's like in a sea of nothingness, but it I, hit hard. I would say I gave it a half point for that jump scare, and I gave it a one and a half. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Look, I mean, it's I it's it's 
I might have given this a higher score if we hadn't just come off the Black Swan, where all the the really interesting visual storytelling elements of that to go yep. along with this same kind of psychotic problems. Yep. Like this movie just doesn't do them. Like it shows them and then ignores them. So you're not. Yeah, doing I mean, it, it's so. an interesting movie to put at the heels of Black Swan and like having not seen it beforehand, I knew kind of what we were getting into and I was interested yeah. to see how that was going to go in retrospect. I wonder if we should have spaced them out. I, mean, I think we probably should have. Yeah. yeah, whatever. No, I kind of like it when we do these back to back ones that are on the same theme. Back to back to back. Either way, we're moving on to effects or judicious lack thereof. Mark. I am curious to see where you guys go with this. I gave it a six. This movie looks pretty good and i feel like one of the reasons it's still of the zeitgeist is because it is shot pretty well the soundtrack is great either as far as the actual musical score of the weird jazz and drums thing that's happening in the background but also the sonic notes of the bell ringing or the metronome slash clock ticking like that type of stuff is very good to the overall performance of the movie beyond that the visual effects do look pretty good you have the aging rotting rabbit you have the potatoes that are sprouting uh and you have the cracks i actually thought the cracks that randomly appear in the wall she turns on a light switch or whatever the fuck like that was yeah Yeah. that was pretty cool sure you can tell that they're fake but whatever it's the 1960s it looks good i didn't really know where to put it i gave it a six jake uh i gave it a four dude i don't (laughs) disagree with anything you said but god Damn, some of the other audio was rough. Yeah. The Foley Agreed. work was a little bit sketchy. It's better it's than like Bermuda Triangle, I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. I guess it's been a minute. I gave it a four, Mark. We should revisit Bermuda Triangle. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. That was very early on in the proceedings. Every year. What's that podcast where they watch the same movie, the same terrible movie, every single time, every day for a long time? Like every that. day? I don't know. I gotta figure out what that podcast. I'm never. Is. I'm never watching you're the same terrible movie every day. There's there's a podcast where they watch a bad movie over and over and over and over again. Uh, it's the Five Thirty Eight Politics Podcast. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Yeah. Nate oh, Silver. So, so just reality. <laughs> yeah, the, they, yeah, oh, they examine. Right. They examine reality. <laughs> got surprisingly deep here. Yeah. Look, I gave it a six. Um, I think that the the effects are are pretty good. The the all of the cinematography and like filmmaking visual storytelling aspects are demonstrated like the capabilities there it it falls apart in the editing i think Mm -hmm. uh jake i agree with you on the sound mark i agree with you on the sound i gave it a six look let's move on overall yeah you agreed with me thank you (laughs) more so with mark than me yeah (laughs) overall i gave it a four um that might be a touch high i think i'm correcting this slightly for its age it is a classic it is one that you can put under your belt i'm not fully upset that i watched it now that it has now that i've now that you never have to do has, it again now that i never <laughs> have to do it again yeah exactly i don't know if i would recommend this and i don't ever want to watch it again so i let it on a four i don't know why it probably should be lower jake yeah i walked out of here feeling like it was a badge of honor a little bit i yeah i i still can't fully comprehend the classic status of it I, I think if I spend some time meditating, I might be able to, but I'm sticking I'm sticking low like you, man. I went three. This movie did not land. I fell asleep twice. It's just not even historically corrected. It's not something that I'm interested in, and I'm not going to watch it again if I can help it. It's a bit like the Citizen Kane thing where like film buffs will no, say it's the best no. film ever made, it's and not. you watch it, and you're like, no. No. 
Not even I, there, there are not vast, in the top 150. There are vastly more redeeming or things that you can point to in Citizen Kane than there are in this. Okay. I well, don't I feel like you blew right by my point and we we're actually just agreeing. Jack, well, no, maybe no, we I, are. Think, I think I think the difference is like the the other thing with with Polanski is there are films he's made that have all the things that should be good about this on display. So like why why talk about this? I wasn't even a huge regard? Rosemary's Baby person either. I mean, I'm just not a Polanski person which does not bother me at all. Yeah, I give this a but, 2 and okay. for that reason. Yeah. This is not worth having watched a Roman Polanski movie. This is not worth delving into that whole <laughs> fucking world. Like, I just don't want, uh... I don't want... And maybe it's bad that Rosemary's Baby was for me. Like, maybe that's a conversation I need to have with myself. But either way, it, I, mean, I look, know that... where the line on the other side is. It's sure. well past sure. this. You gave Rosemary's Baby, baby was good. It was good. Like, yeah. it was a good movie, but... <sighs> yeah. And this, I, don't, where is... I don't understand why Roman Polanski is a name that we know. What are you talking about? Like what? What? So what's like? What's good about Roman Polanski? Oh, dude, he, he like raped, raped a thirteen-year-old. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So that. Oh, yeah. So let's turn him into a celebrity. No, we're not saying it's good that we know his name, but that's why you know his name because he was a no, we very know, famous think, filmmaker who then left the country to avoid being prosecuted yeah, he, for it and still lives abroad. Yeah. He, well, but he, also, I mean, he also. I, I guess I don't know why we think his films are particularly good. Well, I mean. Okay, I di- I don't disagree with that. Like, I don't think that this and Rosemary's Baby, which are the two biggest ones, are the classics that everyone say they are. I just don't quite get it. And I his also, random weird I also, connection to Sharon Tate. I guess we should throw that out there. Well, he, he was yeah, married he, to Sharon. He was Tate. married to. Sh- I actually yeah. just watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Can we talk about that movie? I, I haven't that seen it. Movie. I haven't seen it. So I haven't seen it yet. It will probably happen in the next week, though. Cause yeah, it's on I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna happen. Um, yeah, I, I don't see that side of it, but I also don't see the side where it's like, I hate the movies. I, like, they they just kind of exist, and then you have that weird thing where he, the exile after the statue. Yeah, that rape. weird thing. Well, it's a big weird thing. Yeah. I, whatever, it's I don't want to talk horrible. about I don't want to talk about Roman Polanski. That's what I'm saying. This movie is not worth any amount of having to think about Roman Polanski. This movie, I did not enjoy watching it, even if some of the scores reflect more enjoyment than a two. Overall, this was a two enjoyment hey Jack, watching for me. Yeah, buddy. would you give this movie a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Thumbs down. Don't yeah, watch this. Hard thumbs movie. down from Mark as well. <laughs> thumbs down. And Jake is holding his thumb up, and it's uh no. I'm sorry. It's it's, it's a big time. <laughs> Three thumbs down on the. Yeah, yeah. Ultimate classic. Look, if you're going to watch... No, it's not the ultimate classic. If you're going to watch a Polanski, go and fucking watch Rosemary's Baby. That's that's a good movie. It didn't resonate with me quite as much, but it's a good movie. Yeah, and all, all the other stuff aside, like... All the stuff that should be good, like I said, all the stuff that should be good about this movie is done better in Rosemary's Baby. Sure. All the, all the psychological stuff. Well, and all- I think, yeah, and the point about how the psychological horror has evolved over the to- over the period of time since this was released. I just, there's plenty. Yeah. others. So. If you if you must watch Rosemary's Baby, that's good. Um, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. Yes, this has been episode one sixty nine of the A to Z Horrorcast. Nice. To check out everything we have going on in New, <laughs> you're gonna do it. Uh, head on over to a to z horror.com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels. Those are Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. All of those links are gonna be down there in the description below. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, if you're still here hanging out with us and you like what we got going on, you might want to consider becoming a Patreon member. We have a lot of cool shit going on for patrons over there. There's, you can vote on who did the worst job at picking beers. You get extra podcasts if you're willing to go to that level. Hey, if if that's not what you're interested in, that's fine too. We're just happy you're here still hanging out with us. 
And as always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. There are links down there in the description below as well. Next week, it's a movie we all like, guys. Oh boy! Oh boy! One cut of the dead. Oh hey! Hey! I'm excited to see this one. Another Mark pick. Oh my God! <laughs> Two in a row for Mark. After this, coming one, up after this one, he needs something exciting that I'm not going to fall asleep during. So that's coming <laughs> at you next week. That'll be at you one week from today. That's how math works. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. That's how math works. I don't know. I'm drunk. Please. It tastes like cough syrup, and I don't know why, but I like it. Are you guys itchy? Is it itchy in here? <laughs>